This message was presented at the GYC conference by many or by few in Louisville, Kentucky. For other resources like this, visit us online at gycweb.org. Good morning, GYC. How is everybody doing today? Did you sleep well? Awesome. Well, let me just tell you from the outset that you came to the right seminar. I know you have a lot of choices. And there's amazing things to hear, but this particular breakout is going to be so exciting, I know that you won't regret it. But I have to ask you something very, very special as we begin. We're going to tell some stories that are top secret. They're so secret, they're being recorded for Audioverse. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but actually, seriously, we are going to tell some sensitive things, so we want you to prayerfully think about what God would have you to do as you listen to these stories. Think about how God is calling you in your life, where you live to be his missionary for this last generation. Amen? So before we begin, we want to have a word of prayer and uh, ask the Lord's presence to be with us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for a new day of life. Thank you for each young adult, each person who's come this morning. We pray in a special way that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit as we consider the work that you are doing around the world. Father, we know that your coming is very soon. We know that you're calling each and every one of us to be a part of that great movement to take the three angels' messages to the world in this generation. Lord, our prayer is that in this seminar hour, that we would be inspired by what you are doing, that we would leave here not only inspired, but committed to being a part of that great work. We love you, Lord, and we pray this all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. I'm going to start with a story from a country in the world. I can't tell you where it is. How's that? And in this country... God is using a technology that is actually kind of an old technology. Actually, this technology that started Adventist World Radio, which was radio, right? How many of you guys have heard of AWR by just a show of hands? Now, AWR is the Seventh-day Adventist Church's radio broadcast ministry to reach the world. And the original, the early form of radio that we used to reach out was called shortwave Shortwave is a type of radio that goes very far. It's not like your typical FM station that's just local, right? It goes very far. It can go thousands of miles. And in this particular country, Muslims started listening to the Adventist message on their shortwave radios in the mountain regions where it is illegal to be a Christian. In fact, in this country, the Taliban, you guys have heard of the Taliban? They've threatened that if people convert to Christianity, they will be killed. And friends, I'm here to tell you today that 60 Muslims began listening to the Adventist message through the radio in this country. And today they are Seventh-day Adventists. They were threatened to be killed, so they're no longer able to meet together in one large group, so they have to meet secretly in homes. But it's a testimony to what God is doing to reach people around the world. And Alyssa, you have a second part to this story that's even more interesting. I guess we could call it the prequel. The prequel, the prequel. okay. So actually it was a couple... They had started listening to the radio, shortwave radio okay. that we were just talking about, and they, they overheard a broadcast, and it was Adventist World Radio, and they were intrigued by it. In the beginning, it was a little bit contradictory to what they, what they believed, and they were struggling through it, but there was something about the message that gave them this internal hope, this peace that they had not felt while they had been Muslims. And so as they started listening to it, they, they heard that, like, okay, you can email someone. So they secure, they, through a secure channel, they started emailing and asking questions and getting answers back and forth. 
And eventually they, they decided to become Seventh-day Adventists, Amen. Kyle. Amen. And they smuggled them over the border where they baptized them in a border country, another neighboring country. And when they came back, they could not contain the good news themselves. Once you start to know the good news of Jesus Christ, you cannot keep it to yourself. Am I right? Amen. And so they could not keep it to themselves. So they started finding people who seemed open. And this is where this group of believers came from. Wow. And so they are, they have started enduring persecution. They have been brought in, they have been tortured. And now they're just meeting in small groups here and there. There's no consistent place. It is the most incredible thing to think that these people have been able to hear. It. And this is the, the coolest part to me is that a lot of people tell me shortwave should just go away. There's no purpose to radio. Yet this is a place where we cannot go. Mm. We can't go there as missionaries, That's right. but the radio waves can. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Alyssa. And by the way, I'm just going to, I decided, I'm going to tell you what country that's in, even though it's not like, it's secret, but it's not like so secret. It's the country of Afghanistan. Okay. So how many of you will pray for the new believers in Afghanistan? Amen. And this couple, isn't it incredible what God is doing? And I want to just encourage you guys as you, as you're here at GYC and as you're going through the various seminars and the sermons that you hear, may you leave this weekend knowing that God is at work. That God wants to reach this world with, his ad, with this Adventist message, the beautiful truths of the three angels' messages. Amen? And um, we hope and pray that you will be inspired to what God is doing. Now, Adventist World Radio, we've been broadcasting for, since 1971, almost 50 years, the Adventist message around the world. And of course, we mentioned shortwave, but as we, you'll hear as a part of this seminar today, we're trying to use every available technology to broadcast the message. Because it's not just one method, right? God uses every technology to reach people. And we have incredible opportunities in, I was going to say 2019, 2020, amen, to reach the world in ways we've never been able to before, literally in seconds. It's incredible, isn't it? The times in which we are living and the opportunities that each one of us has to reach our friends and our neighbors for Christ. So we are currently broadcasting in over 100 languages and on over a thousand stations around the world through FM, AM, digital, audio broadcast, shortwave, social media, and of course, cell phone evangelism, which you'll hear about later. But I want you to pray because you see this number right here, friends? This number is too low. What do you think? Do we need more languages? People need to hear the word of God in their heart language. And so by God's grace, in the next five years, before 2025, AWR has committed, we want to see the Adventist message translated in 500 languages around the world. Amen? So we can broadcast the gospel in the people's heart languages. Amen? So pray for this. Pray for this effort. We are targeting the 500 most spoken languages and the 100 largest metro areas in the world to broadcast um, our Adventist message. Now, I told you about shortwave. This is the station in Guam. Have any of you been to Guam? All right, Heather, yes, you've been to Guam. It's a beautiful place, amen. If you ever get to go, I'd encourage you to go. But from this one little station, we can reach almost all of Asia into places like Afghanistan, into Russia, into China, into Southeast Asia, people hearing the gospel message over the radio waves. In addition, I wanted to tell you guys that AWR has, we've refocused our mission from just broadcasting, and now we're focusing on leading people not only just to hear the message, but we want them to make a decision for Christ. Amen? So the, the theme of our whole work now is broadcast to baptism. And so the way we do that, we broadcast the gospel, right? 
And then we connect those listeners with church members and local churches because that's where the rubber meets the road. Isn't that right? Local churches, all of you and your local churches, as you reach out to your communities, that's how people are reached with the Adventist message. So we broadcast, no walls, no borders, no limits around the world. We connect them with local churches, and that completes the cycle of evangelism, connecting them into God's church. Now, you guys know this verse well, amen? This, I think, is our theme text for AWR. Let's say this together, can we? Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end shall come. So we know that the gospel must be preached where? To all the world. To how many nations? To all the nations. That's our calling as Seventh-day Adventists. Isn't that a beautiful calling? When you look around and you see how the Adventist church has gone around the world, it's only can be, you can only say it's a miracle of God. It's a miracle of God. And God wants to reach even more and more people. As we approach the soon coming of Christ, we will see that message go in a more powerful way and to more countries and to more nations and ethnic groups than ever before. And by God's grace, we want to be a part of that as Adventist World Radio. And each one of you can be a part of that as well. Now let's take you to Africa, to Zambia. This, has anybody been to Africa here today? Anybody from Africa or you've been, amen? God is moving in powerful ways in Africa. Just last summer we were in Zambia, in the capital city of Lusaka. And in this city, in June of last year, we held 1,000 evangelistic meetings at the same time. Now, here's the thing, you guys. We were also broadcasting through the radio to prepare people for these evangelistic meetings. And you know what the local people said? They said, it's June. And in June in Africa, it's cold. Now, you might not think Africa as being cold, but actually it can get kind of cold. And the people said, they're not going to come out to the evangelistic meetings because it's cold. So you might not want to do them then. But you know, as we prayed and as we worked with the local people, they said, you know what? We think God is going to do something. And I'm, I'm here to tell you today, friends, even though it was cold as the meeting started, a thousand meetings all across the city, most of those done by lay people, not pastors, amen? The people came out and they started small, but they grew and grew and grew. And every single night, more and more people came. And 80% of those that came to the meetings had first heard about the church through the radio. Now, when we came to the end of those meetings, we had a baptism, and this, you can kind of see, is the baptismal pool in Lusaka. It started out beautiful crystal blue. You see that beautiful blue? We had 40 pastors in this pool. I was one of them. And for two hours, friends, for two hours, we baptized nonstop. And we're talking fast baptisms, not lengthy ones, right? It's like, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, next. Father, Son, Holy amen. So like, this is, so many people had decided for Christ. And by the end of that baptism, that pool went from beautiful crystal blue to dark brown. <laughs> Amen? But that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Because those sins are being washed away in the waters of baptism. 18,000 people baptized in Zambia last summer. The Holy Spirit moved in a very, very powerful, powerful way. I want to tell you, though, when you see these pictures, you might think, oh, that, that, that's, that's professional. Yes, sir. What's your question? 18,000, 18,000. And you might think, oh, well, that must have taken a Mark Finley, right? 
That must have been a Doug Bachelor. But you know what? Most of those preachers were lay people and young people. You might think, you know what? I'm just a young person. I don't really have many, I haven't really preached. I haven't really done evangelism. I don't really have any big gifts of doing things. Do you know that God can use you? Do you believe that, guys? God can use you. All you need is a willing heart. I'm going to show you a video of a young lady from South Africa who came to Zambia and she preached. She was 16 years old. She had never preached before. I want you to hear her testimony. Amen. And just think, Durette, when she first came, she was so scared. She didn't, she didn't think that she could preach. What if, Alyssa, what if she had said, I'm too young to do this? What if she had said, I'm too scared? Those people that made decisions for Christ at her meeting, they would have, who knows what would have happened, right? The point I want to share with you is this. Each one of us has a mission to fulfill. Amen? Each one of us is called to be a part of God's last day movement to reach the world. And no matter what talents or gifts you may think you have, God is calling you to reach this world for him. Now, I want to share with you another quick story related to this. Um, Alyssa, this is actually from Palawan, Philippines, and this was also last summer. This is a group, this is a very quick story. This is from, these, these young people are from Australia. And there was a young man who was in this group who actually had never, he had never preached, he had never given a Bible study. In fact, he didn't even believe in the Sabbath. But you know how he came to the Philippines for this evangelistic mission trip? His youth leader said, come on, come to the Philippines. We're going to have a trip. And he didn't realize that it was a mission trip somehow. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> he thought they were going to just go around and tour the Philippines. I'm not sure what was happening. Sometimes, you know, when you're in church and you're sitting there, you may not be listening completely. That was probably him. So he gets to the Philippines and he realizes that this is not only a mission trip, but it's a preaching mission trip. And he's going to have to preach every night. <laughs> Can you imagine the shock that he had when he gets there? And they give him the stack of sermons. Again, I'm not exactly sure how this happened, but they give him the stack of sermons, and he starts reading them, and he says, you know, I love Jesus, and I, and I, I, I believe in God, but I don't really believe in some of these Adventist teachings. He didn't really understand the Sabbath. He had not been grown up in an Adventist home. And when it came to the night, he, had st he started preaching, and it was tough for him, but when it came to the night where he was preaching on the Sabbath, he came to our leader, and he said, you know, I can't do this. I don't believe, I don't, I don't really know what I believe about this. Do you know what she said to him? She said, just get up and read the sermon anyway. Just read it and pray that God will use you. I promise you he'll use you. So, what do you think he did? He got up and he read the sermon. That's all he did. He just got up and he read the sermon. And Sue Hinkle, who is our, she's right here on the corner. She's our director that was leading this group. She said that that night when he came back, from preaching that sermon, from reading that sermon, that his face was glowing. And he came up to Sue and he said, you know, I started, pre I started reading that sermon tonight, and as I was speaking it to the people, my heart was convicted that this was the truth of God's word. And as I got into the sermon, as I preached it more and more, I realized more and more, this is the truth from the Bible. And not only with the Sabbath, but with every message after that, he continued to be more and more convicted that what he was preaching was God's truth. Amen? And now he is a faithful Seventh-day Adventist continuing to work for, for souls. Friends, the point is this. You may not even realize how God can change your heart, but as you go out and as you do God's work, right? He can change your heart. 
You may not know everything, but go in faith and God will bless you as you step out in faith. Amen? So we see this time and time again around the world. 500 were baptized as a result of these young people preaching in the Philippines. Amen? Now, there's also an exciting story from the Philippines that has to do with communist rebels. How many of you want to hear that story? Communist rebels that live in the mountains, the jungles, actually. Alyssa, take us to the jungles of Mindoro. So I would go a step further. They're terrorists. These are actually terrorist rebels. If you're familiar with the Philippines, if you have relatives who live there, you've probably heard of the NPA. It is the New People's Army. They have been actually actively fighting the military of the, um, on the islands for decades, literally decades. And as we were broadcasting ahead of the meetings um, in Mindoro, what we didn't realize was that these words were actually being heard on the mountainsides, and they were actually reaching the rebels. And in the end, what happened, we're, we're, I'm gonna make this story short because we have so many stories here, but as it was broadcasting, a group of rebels came and said, we would like to meet with you. They came to the presenter's house. I'm going to tell you that was probably the most scariest moment in that man's life. I don't think I'd be that thrilled to see rebel generals sitting out of my house, right? But um, so he went up, they, they talked to them, they shared with them. And in the end, rebel generals and soldiers were baptized. It has literally started to change the whole island, the culture of that island. And we actually want to share... Um, well, real quick, there's over a hundred villages now, Kyle, a yes. hundred villages that have been penetrated with the gospel of Jesus Christ yeah. in Mindoro and they had no Adventist presence and it is totally changing. And the government has actually started granting some amnesty to these people. And so that they're able to get out of the lifestyle that they were in and they are able to lay down their guns and they're not picking up Bibles and projectors and going into the hills and sharing the good news. But we want to share a really exciting story. Um, this is a more recent story. We call him the executioner. Um, this is Daniel. And he actually was, a, um, he was the executioner for the NPA. So he would basically be given a hit list and he would go and he would take them out. That was his job. He was excellent at what he did. He was trained since childhood to basically go and murder people. And he was really good at what he did. And he, these people, they don't actually get to spend much time with their families, Kyle. Out of like, I think it's like two months, three months, they get two, two nights and three days with their family. Three months, two nights, three days with your family. So Daniel had a family. He had been given a hit list, and this hit list had included a pastor. And as his pastor was pleading for his life, for the first time, he felt just a twinge of empathy, something he had not felt before. And he kind of started wondering, am I doing the right thing? Um, he followed through, though, with his assignment, but there was something that had been pricked inside of him. And just a little short while later, he went and met his family. That's right. And what happened? So his family, and by the way, I should say, these families in the mountains of the Philippines, this particular group, this NPA, it's a very pagan culture. Mm -hmm. They swap wives. They do stu weird stuff. If they, have, they, have, if they, have, they can only have three babies. If they have a fourth baby, they bury it alive. Like, this is how, like, pagan mm -hmm. these cultures are. And so... He comes home to his family, to his children, and he notices immediately that there's something different on their faces. 
the children are smiling for once. Usually there's a, there's, they're not happy and, and, and the home is kind of a dark place. Mm -hmm. But the children are smiling. And his wife is, has a different attitude. Something has changed in the home. And they had started listening to an Adventist World Radio broadcast. Mm. And they said, Daddy, would you please listen to this with us? And he resisted. He was he not, he did not want to listen to it. He didn't like it. But by the time he had left, after just three days, the Holy Spirit had started to, to connect with him. And he, he started really struggling with what he was doing. And eventually, um, a couple months later, yes. he came home. Yes. And, and, okay, and I'll take it. <laughs> and, and he actually decided he was, he was going to leave what he was doing. What he had heard had convicted him enough in this. He had gone through this and processed this. He just knew that he could not, he could not keep doing what he had done. And eventually, um, actually just a couple months this ago. This is just a couple months. This is a very a, recent this story. This is a very recent story. Um, actually, the next picture, I think, yes, sorry. Um, shows it. It's okay. Um, he was actually baptized. Praise God. Um, him Amen. and his whole family have been baptized. And he is now also taking projectors out into the hills. And he is sharing the good news with the same people that he was taking orders from. Um, actually, the number one most wanted couple yes. in the Philippines, the number one most wanted couple have actually just decided that they also want to be baptized. And this thing that I always want to make sure people understand is that they're not being baptized and returning to their former life, okay? This is truly like a Saul to Paul mm -hmm. experience. They are literally putting aside the things that they have done and they are taking up the cross of Christ. It Amen. is the most incredible thing, Kyle. Amen, amen. It is a Saul to Paul. And you know, um, I love this verse in Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26 where the Bible says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Amen. Amen? That's what God promises. And, and the incredible thing about this story, you think about it, this guy had killed many people. I mean, he was beyond hope mm -hmm. by any human perspective, right? He's done a lot of bad stuff in his life. But does this not tell you that the Holy Spirit is able to reach people who are even in the darkest place? And it tells me something this morning, no matter where you are in your life, or no matter where a family member is that you think may be far away from God, mm -hmm. God is able to, to still reach them. Amen? Amen. God is able to still reach even into the darkest corners of our human experience because the gospel is powerful Amen. and Jesus is able to save to the uttermost. Amen? Amen? So remember that, friends. Remember this story from the Philippines. Now, one of the things that we want to share with you that... When we go out to a community and broadcast the gospel message, broadcast the Adventist message, we want to follow the way Jesus worked. Amen? Isn't that how we should work? Mm -hmm. Now, did Jesus go into towns and villages and did he just simply preach and then, is that all he did? What did Jesus do? He healed people, right? In fact, if you read the Bible, you see that Jesus actually healed more than he preached, even though, of course, he preached. So as Adventists, we have the health message, praise the Lord, amen? So when we preach the gospel, when we broadcast the gospel, we should also be combining it with what? The health message, isn't that right? In fact, I would submit to you, friends, that wherever we work around the world as Seventh-day Adventists, we should always connect it with the medical missionary work. Because that's what Jesus did. Now, I want you to look at this statement. You've all seen this before. Ministry of Healing, page 143. 
powerful, powerful statement from the spirit of prophecy telling us how we should work to reach souls for Christ. You've seen this before, but look at it once more. Christ's method what? Alone will give true success in reaching the people. The Savior did what? He mingled with men as one who desired their good. He showed his sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, and won their confidence. Then he bade them, follow me. You see, friends, in order to reach people's hearts, they need to know that we care about them. That we're not just out trying to sell them something. We actually want better lives for them. Do you know how those rebels were reached? Actually, we were broadcasting, but we also went to their villages and did medical missionary work. And when they saw our missionaries go in and, and the dentists came in and they fixed their teeth and they healed their children, that opened their hearts. They realized that we were, we were being sincere, that we wanted to actually help them. And that's what brought them across the line wanting to become Seventh-day Adventist Christians. Amen? So we see this time and time again. This is how Jesus taught us to work. Somehow we, we, we think that in the 21st, well, I guess we're in 2020 now, some, some people think we can jettison this, but we cannot. We have to have them together, friends. And so as, at Adventist World Radio, we've said wherever we go into a city or town around the world, we want to combine not only broadcasting with the medical missionary work. Amen? So we have, in the last few years, created a new part of AWR called AWR 360 Health. And what we've been doing is doing medical clinics in connection with the broadcasting. So in the Philippines, last summer, we showed you those young people that preached. Right before they preached, we held a clinic in the Palawan Coliseum there in Puerto Princesa. Do you guys know how many people came? By the way, we only had 300 volunteers. 10,000 people came to receive medical care. 10,000 people. Here's one of the volunteer dentists from the um, AUP, Adventist University of the Philippines. Any Filipinos here today? A few? Amen? Amen? So we had a tremendous, tremendous outpouring of help. 10,000 people were seen, and many of them came to the evangelistic meetings and gave their hearts to the Lord Jesus. I'm telling you guys, it's powerful what God does when we combine medical work with evangelism. This last summer, we were in India, and it was hot. I mean, it's so hot in India. I can't even tell you how hot it is. 120 degrees, we're out there doing a medical clinic, okay? You can't even tell from this picture, but it is so hot. But they, they came and received eye care. They came and received dental care. This is a time-lapse video. This doctor, Dr. Jacob Prabhakar, is doing cataract surgeries, and guess how long per surgery? Do you guys know how long cataract surgeries normally take? About 15 minutes. He does them in two minutes. Two minutes! And so in a space of two hours, I was sitting here videoing this. Just This is like a time lapse of 15 minutes of him doing surgeries. He did 46 patients in two hours. And do you know what the incredible thing is, you guys? Dr. Prabhakar not only cares about restoring their physical sight, but he wants their spiritual sight restored. Because he tells his patients, you don't need to just see physically. You need to see spiritually. And as their eyes are opened physically, then they have a desire to see spiritually as well. And so many of these patients after they've been operated on, and by the way, many of them have been blind for years because cataracts are very debilitating and they don't have money to get cataract surgeries in India. They're invited to the evangelistic meetings and you know how we know who they are? Because they have these big dark glasses. <laughs> and they always come into the evangelistic meetings smiling, big smiles, because now they can see. 
But more importantly, they want to see Jesus. And many of those who were, who were, who were operated upon for the cataract surgeries, um, this is a couple right here that uh, were in Calcutta. At Elder Wilson's meeting, he preached in Calcutta, India this summer. And 30 were baptized, and these two here on the right uh, made their decision to follow Christ as well. It's incredible the power of medical work combined with the gospel ministry. Now, Alyssa, this is a story from the Philippines. Tell us about the wheelchair man. So this man here who is holding the radio, we call him the wheelchair man. I don't know if it's because we don't know his name, um, but, we've, but we do know his story. Um, this precious man, had, he had been incapacitated for life. He would not been able to walk. He was just miserable. And he made his home life miserable. He wasn't happy. Mm. And when, you know, they always say when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. I think it kind of goes the same with dad. If dad's not happy, nobody else is happy Now, you're a either. mama, so when you ain't happy, ain't nobody happy? Yeah. Well, probably. <laughs> okay. But anyways, that's total transparency there. So, um, so when he wasn't happy, it just was creating a really miserable home life. They started actually listening to Adventist World Radio as we were broadcasting. And they, they were finding these, like, these messages, very hope-filled. It was transforming how their house was. They heard about our medical clinic, Kyle. And at the medical clinic, they um, at the medical clinic they were able to take care of their needs, take care of their dental needs. They actually got the man a wheelchair. This was the first time he had the ability to be able to be moved, just on his own, or have his family push him, and that just met his needs so much. And he was so open to what they were saying that in the end, when they invited him, because at the end we always invite them to the follow-up meetings. Right. And as he was invited, they all came. They came every single night to the meetings that yes. we had. And at the end, they carried him. They had to carry him. Into the sea where they baptized him. And this is actually the perfect illustration of what AWR 360 bro um, broadcast of baptism is. Amen. Because we take it full circle. We take it from broadcast. We connect all the dots in between, connecting their physical needs to their spiritual needs, and then helping them to follow Christ. Amen. Amen. And guys... Listen, I can't, I am so convicted about this. I hope you catch this. This man's story, this is just one person from mm -hmm. the Philippines. Do you know that there are thousands, yea, millions of these people around the world that are just waiting to hear the gospel, that are just waiting to, to experience the love of Jesus in their own life and the healing power of Christ? And do you know what they're waiting on? They're waiting on you. Amen. Because how will they hear unless someone preaches to them? How will they receive that healing unless someone in the name of Christ comes and heals them. You see, we're sharing with you stories about AWR, but it's really not about AWR. This is about all of us. Mm -hmm. Because God is calling all of us in this generation to fulfill the commission that he's given us. Amen. Amen? This beautiful Seventh-day Adventist message, which, by the way, no other church on the world, in the world has this complete package, friends, of medical plus the gospel truth, the Bible in its full truth, all combined in the power of the Holy Spirit to reach the world. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Amen. Friends, we want you to leave knowing that God is calling you. Now, I want to tell you about a very, very exciting project. We are in January of 2020. Amen? It is a new year. And we've been talking about things that happened last year and the year before. But God is going to do a new thing this year. Amen. Praise God. In Papua New Guinea, a country that is one of the poorest in the world, a country 
where the people often don't even have access to regular medical care. In fact, this is a picture from the Mount Hagen General Hospital in the highlands of PNG. I was just there in September, one of the worst hospitals I've ever seen. They hardly have access to basic medicine. We are going in March, by God's grace, and conducting an AWR 360 medical clinic in Mount Hagen. Amen? Dentists and doctors are coming. We're going to be in this hospital and several others doing free medical work. Mm -hmm. We're doing a dental clinic. We want to make an appeal. If anybody would like to be involved, we encourage you either to just pray, and if you can come and volunteer, we still have opportunities for yes. that. We'll be sharing about that up front on Friday night, but I wanted to make a plug here as well to pray, and if you're a medical professional in particular, we could use you in P&G in March. Amen? And in addition to that, the exciting thing, get this, you guys, in May, so May 1 to 16 of this year, the Papua New Guinea Union is planning to have evangelistic meetings across that country. Now, do you want to know what their baptismal goal is? <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts. You guys may not believe this. Now, a goal is a goal, right? We're told to aim high. We don't know if we'll make that goal, but we need to aim high, right? And the PNG people are aiming high. Does anybody want to guess what their baptismal goal is in PNG for 2020? 50, Someone said 50,000. That's a good guess. Do you know, my friend, did you say 50? That in one conference alone, in one conference, in fact, it's not even a conference, it's a mission, they already have 50,000 people in baptismal studies. I said buckle your seatbelts, right? <laughs> Anybody want to guess how many baptismal, how many baptisms they are hoping for? 100, Try double that. 200,000. 200,000, guys. Now, again, this is a prayer goal, but I want you to see the faith of these people. And do you know how, what their method is? Their method is simple. It's total member involvement. Amen. They are wanting every single one of their people to get involved, to do their part, to reach their friends and neighbors for Christ. And I believe, friends, I don't know how many will be baptized. The number isn't the point. But as everybody comes together and prays for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and every church member does their part, I believe we're going to see incredible things happen in PNG this amen. May. Will you guys join me in praying for that effort? Okay, amen. And I also want to tell you, if some of you, if some, one of you young people or someone here would like to come and join us, I know it's kind of a hard time with school still being in session. But we still have some slots for speakers to come and preach in PNG, May 1 to 16, 2020. Elder Wilson is going to be preaching there as well, a series in Mount Hagen, close to that hospital I showed you. Many people are coming to preach. We have some more opportunities. If you want to come, we invite you to come and join us and be a preacher. I think Siri. Siri's going. Siri's coming. <laughs> she said she's it. on it. Okay, if Siri can do it, you guys can do it, right? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, guys, please, pray. how many of you will at least pray for PNG? Do I have anybody that's interested? I'm just curious. Anybody that's like, you know what, Pastor Kyle, I might want to, okay, I have a couple hands. If you guys are interested in maybe coming, talk to me afterwards, okay? Mm -hmm. Because there's some exciting stuff. All right, Alyssa, take us to China. So China is an, a very incredible country. The underground church in China is actually thriving. Um, we think of it as this very close country, and it is. But underground, God is doing incredible, miraculous things. And there is a woman we would love to share a story about. She has been recording every single night broadcasts. She goes into her closet. We cannot share her um, picture. But she goes into her closet, which has been padded to be made into like a studio. 
And for one hour, she sits with her closet doors closed and she records a broadcast, which she then uploads and sends to people that then broadcast it into China. So they, they are getting something in original dialect, in the, the, um, the dialect that's local. She knows the needs. And the really cool part about the story, though, is she's been doing this for years and years and years and years. And there's only like five people who know she's doing this. People in her own church don't know she's doing it because you can't necessarily trust that they won't turn you in. So her husband knows, a handful of people do this, but every night faithfully, she wakes up, goes into what I'm going to guess by the end of an hour becomes a very <coughs> congested, claustrophobic, I would start feeling like I was overheating experience to record the good news Amen. and is broadcasted not local to her so that nobody would be able to identify her voice. But this is a way that people are reaching others in their country Amen. with the good news. Um, she, she's one incredible story. Why don't you take us to Tanzania? Okay. No. Another story from Tanzania, someone else who heard the call of God to do their part to share with their friends and neighbors. Now, some of you, as I said before, <clears throat> Some of you may have never preached. How many of you have ever preached before, just by a show of hands? Okay, quite a few of you. Who has not preached? Okay, some of you haven't preached. All right. <clears throat> and I know that if you haven't preached, you may be a little scared to, to share. And, and it's natural, right? Sometimes it's a little intimidating. Well, this lady in Tanzania was listening to her pastor, <clears throat> and the pastor was making an appeal to use for the members to use their gifts and talents for God. Now, the only problem was she was pretty shy. She didn't know what to do. Um, she said, okay, well, I, I, I'm not a good speaker. She said, what do I have? I have a garden. That's the one thing she had. She had a garden. She was a good gardener. And you know what else, what else she had? Do you guys want to guess? <clears throat> That's a good guess. <laughs> she had a radio. And she decided that what she would do, because her garden was in the middle of the town, she would put her radio every day in the garden, turn it up loud, as she's gardening, as she's hoeing her vegetables, and the radio would do the preaching. Amen? So she turns up the radio, she tunes it to AWR, and she, she hoes her vegetables. Well, little did she know that next to her garden was a shack, which was a bar. Okay? And in this bar, that's <laughs> am jumping ahead. In this bar, these low-life men who didn't work all day would sit in the bar drinking. Drinking, 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 drinking their lives away. Well, one day, they're sitting in the bar, and guess what they start to hear? What is this? They listen, and there's a preacher on the radio. And soon, as they're drinking, they're starting to kind of lean to the side of the bar as they're listening towards the garden. Wow, this is a good preacher. And pretty soon, the owner of the bar, he says, you know what, forget this. We need to get our own radio because we cannot hear this woman's radio, so we'll buy one for the bar. So he buys a bar radio, and they start listening to AWR in the bar, drinking. <laughs> drinking, listening to the Bible, the Word of God. They get some Bibles. They're still drinking. Now, you can't listen to the Word of God too long and drink at the same time without giving one up, right? So what do you think they started to give up? Praise God, the drinking started to go down. Amen? <laughs> so they're listening to the Bible more and more, and the drinking becomes less and less. And you know what, friends? By the time after several months, as they're listening to God's word, they said, forget this drinking. We don't want this alcohol anymore. We need Jesus. And they, their hearts were moved by the words they were hearing on the radio. All of those men decided to be baptized. Praise God. Amen. And not only that, they said, you know what? We need a new church in this town. 
and we think that this bar would be a perfect place. Let's make the bar a church. So today, the bar is a church. Amen? And let me tell you, friends, it's because one woman decided to use what little she had. Amen? Her garden put her radio in there to do something for Christ. If she can wait, reach people through just having a willing heart, what do you think God can do through you? God can use your talents, your willingness to reach people in ways you could never even imagine. Okay, this one, this next one. Karen, come up. Karen Glassford, our digital evangelism director for Adventist World Radio. Karen, we have to, this is another story. I just, we have to share this story because God is working miracles to protect people who are working for him around the world. So Pastor Wiesam is the only Muslim background and beginning to be trained to be an imam. When he learned about Seventh-day Adventist and became a Seventh-day Adventist, went to Andrews University, and he is pastoring in Nazareth today. So he's the only one in Israel that has a Muslim background. He has some cousins that are very, very upset with the fact that he has become a Christian. They have stoned him within an inch of his life twice. He, when he got a call to work in Nazareth, that was a little scary because he lives in his old family home next door to those two cousins. Very recently, when he went outside, they have told him over and over, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. We will kill you for becoming a Christian, much less that you're trying to convert everybody around here. So as he was walking away from his house one morning, there, a crowd gathered around. His wife looked out the window and could see what was going on, and it scared her to death. She mm. is South African. She began to cry and say, God, please protect my husband. Mm. One of his cousins came with a big, huge butcher knife. He ran towards Wisam, and he plunged it as hard as he could into Wisam's back. Only it didn't pierce anything except his shirt. And the steel knife bent. It went in one side of his shirt, came out off the other side, and there isn't even a nick or a bruise. It scared the cousin so bad that he pulled it out, he dropped it, he screamed, and he said, I'll get you eventually, and he ran away. We have that knife. Unfortunately, the president of AWR has it at another convention at the moment, and so we couldn't show it to you. But somebody who deals with steel all the time, Garwin McNeilis, yes who deals with construction, looked at that very carefully, and he said, no human hand has bent this steel. It has not been heated. It has not had anything done to it. I do not understand. He said, this has to have hit an, angel, an angel's hand. And we saw him is still working with us, getting all our sermons translated into Arabic so that we can use those <laughs> with cell phone evangelism, which we'll talk about what do you later. Say, what do you say, family? Amen? Is God good or not? God is good. And you know what? It's incredible the miracles that he does to protect those. There, you can see the knife here. Isn't that incredible? That's you Pastor Wiesam. The, the, the message here we want you to get, of course, by many or by few, God will use you as you are willing to go forward in faith for him. Amen? And you know what? We don't have to Skip. worry about our lives. Whether we live or die, right? God will care for us. Sometimes God chooses to save. Sometimes he doesn't. But the point is we need to be faithful, right? Just like Wiesam, we need to go where God has called us to go and leave the results with God. And I'm telling you, friends, as we have that willingness to go wherever Jesus calls us, no matter what the dangers are, God will be able to use this generation to reach the world for Christ. That's the, that's the type of commitment he's calling for in these last days. Now, as we transition here, our time is going so fast. We have so many stories. We wish we could... 
We had to cut. We wish we could keep sharing. But we want you to know that in addition to radio, in addition to the things that we've talked about, we are trying to pioneer in new ways to reach the world with the Adventist message. Do you know that the average person, actually, I probably shouldn't even, you're a group of a whole room full of millennials and young people, amen, but the average young person spends three to eight hours a day, isn't that right, Karen, to check social media? What is this, 100 times a day? Checking their social media account. How many of you would identify with that? Okay. <laughs> How many right, don't no want to, to admit? admit. <laughs> but where are people today? Where are, if you look around, where are the people? Aren't they on their phones? Right? They're on their phones, even in church. Have mercy. <laughs> Hopefully not. But literally, people are on their phones all the time. In fact, it's so pervasive that it's literally, in some ways, taking over our lives. Now, for better or for worse, in a, in a bad sense, we know that these types of technologies Satan has used to reach into people's homes and hearts in a very terrible way. Karen? Yes, and this is why 70% of 18 to 34-year-olds frequently, on purpose, view pornography. The average age of first-time exposure, you guys, is 11. That's a little young. It's a major problem. And I know in a room this size, there are some here that have struggled with that. It's just, it's, it's a part of our, our world that Satan has tried to infiltrate into every corner of our lives, and especially through technology. Do you know what the top internet searches were in 2019, Karen? Number one? Number one, porn. But number two, religion. Believe it or not, that is the number two search on the internet. People are looking for God and answers and meaning in life. So sometimes you might think, Technology, Satan is using this to, to, you know, to, to, to corrupt and to, to, to terribly destroy people. But should we run from that technology? Is it the technology's fault? No. You see, always Satan has tried to use every medium of technology as it is developed for his purposes. But we need to use them for God's purposes. Amen? We need to take back our phones and our social media for God. Amen? So Adventist World Radio, by God's grace, we've said... We cannot let the devil win on this ground. We need to take back this ground for the Lord Jesus. And so by God's grace, we need to reach the over 5 billion people who are in the digital space around the world. Karen, we've, we've uh, embarked upon a new journey with Adventist World Radio to establish centers for digital evangelism using young adults like these young adults here to reach people around the world with the Adventist message through social media. Tell us about it. So we have our first center set up in the Philippines. This is at the Southern Asia Pacific Division. And uh, we are in the process of building, and we'll show you this at the end, but um, a new building that we'll be working in. Right now we're in temporary quarters. We have our first 12 student missionaries there. We're going to be needing more, so... Yeah, that's an opportunity for you. Our vision statement is the digital world ready for Christ's coming. Our mission statement is we want our digital missionaries to connect, disciple, and empower for eternity. And not until we came up with that did we notice that the letter CDE, Center for Digital Evangelism, was there. So that was kind of cool. And then we have some goals, Kyle. What are some of the goals? I think we'll just, we'll just go quickly through here. Basically, the idea, you guys, of this Center for Digital Evangelism, you've heard of a call center, right? Like when you call a business or, or, a, or a company because you need help. So the idea is that these Centers for Digital Evangelism would be like call centers, but not only for phone calls, also mostly with social media, messaging, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger. So these young adults who are missionaries are there 
to answer people's questions, to answer their questions, to pray for them, to help them to know Christ and to lead them to study the Bible and be connected with the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So additionally, they're going to produce creative content for social media platforms to engage people in prayer, spiritual conversations, and studying the Bible, connecting them to Bible study platforms, ultimately leading them to a church for baptism. Amen? And of course, we're also going to support the AWR cell phone evangelism, which we'll talk about in just a second. Here is a picture of the current student missionaries we have, and we are desperately needing people who are Native American speakers. You know that that comes naturally to you. And, yeah, not Native, well, Native Americans are fine too, but, you know, Native speakers, I should say. And we need people who speak Spanish because we will be focusing in on the Houston and Fort Worth area in 2021. So come in September of this year, we will hopefully have our dorm finished and have room for about 50 student missionaries. Amen. Um, this is one of our girls there working. Um, we also, they also go out on the weekends and they give out free literature. In the literature will be a sticker that says, you know, if you have questions or if you would like us to pray for you, please call this number and people have called. The young people also have conducted evangelistic series to audiences there, and it's been this the, uh, the most rewarding thing for them to see the people that have been coming to their meetings get baptized. They create ads that they put on the internet, such as this one, that people have clicked on and then decided that they want to call us because they do feel like their world is falling apart. This is one of the first young persons that people that called us. He has now been baptized, and he is now working as a cell phone evangelist that we'll talk about shortly. Wait a minute. Did you just say that he... He was the first one that we reached through the CDE, and yes. now he's already working for God. Yes, he's already working for God. He's just gotten baptized. How many more of those types of young people are out there? Amen. Amen. Another young man, this is not his pictures as a stock photograph, but, <laughs> yeah, but he was an Indian young man who was so addicted to the Internet and pornography and everything else that his, he was getting top grades. He ended up dropping out of school. He couldn't even keep a job. He was just, his addiction was completely out of control. His parents got so disgusted with him that they kicked him out of the house. And when he contacted us, he was living on the street. He still had his cell phone functional, but he was living on the street. He is now attending a Seventh-day Adventist church. He is now back at home, and his parents cannot believe the difference in his life. Amen. Because he is no, no longer addicted to the stuff that he was before. This man Amen. contacted also, also from India, because we have quite a few young people from India who work in the various languages of India. He is a Muslim. This is his first Sabbath at a Seventh-day Adventist church. Praise God. Very, Praise very God. recently. This little baby was born recently. The mother tried to abort her by... Um, drinking some poison. She was absolutely desperate. She felt like her life had no meaning. She contacted our CDE. One of our young ladies talked and talked and talked to her, prayed with her. And when she finally decided that she really wished she hadn't done this, she was not only afraid that the baby was going to die, but that she was going to die because the poison was really serious. And the doctors told her that she may not make it. Very about uh, three weeks ago, this little baby girl was born. Amen. She is absolutely fine, and mom is fine, and mom is now doing Bible studies. Amen. That is the new building that's going up. We will have the bottom floor. The other two floors belong to the division. The other three floors belong to the division. And that was a few months ago, so it's definitely progressed yes. from <clears throat> when you took the, I think you took this mm -hmm, picture, didn't mm -hmm, you? Mm -hmm. Good job there. <laughs> okay. So if you think you might be interested in being a digital missionary in the Philippines, possibly we will be opening one place in the United States in the next year or so. If you text that number, that will come to me, 
and I can get you some more information of how you could be a missionary for a year, either in the Philippines or possibly in the U.S. And just, 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 I know we don't have much time, Karen, I know. but this would be a student missionary position where they would receive a stipend and be through the church, an official missionary, student yes. missionary position. You would be a, an official student missionary position. You would be covered with insurance from the general conference and everything else, and you'd be going out for either one school year or one calendar year. Yeah, so guys, we need, we need missionaries. So please pray about that. Take a picture of this picture and text Karen. We're going to need lots of missionaries. Yes. Good question. 18, 18 to 35 and must be single yes. because we don't have married student housing. Yeah. Okay. You know, so. so guys, um, very quickly, our time is almost gone, but we want to also share with you because not only are we creating these centers for digital evangelism in various locations, by the way, the one in the Philippines is only the first one. We're hoping to start one in South America, as she said, one in Virginia in the United States and others around the world. So pray for this effort. But I know that not all of you will be able to go to one of these centers, but do you know that each one of you can be a digital missionary? Where do you, you believe are. that? Yes. How many of you have a cell phone? Can you please hold up your cell phones if you have them? Hold them up. Amen. Almost everybody. Alyssa, do you know what that means? That pretty much everybody here can be a missionary through their phones. That's great news for us. Okay. So actually, cell phone evangelism is something that started about three years ago when Amy Ann Neville Neveling was sitting on an airplane after having just preached, I believe it was in Georgia, in Europe, not Georgia, America. <laughs> and so he had just preached a sermon series, and he had been sending some like Bible promises, stuff like that, to his friends on WhatsApp, and he decided there has to be a way to connect with people and be able to get them to understand like the stuff I just presented. So he started, he recorded the entire Revelation of Hope series by Mark Finley and started sending them out in like little sound bites to people. So every week he would send something new and then he started training other people how to do this. And this has just grown. This has just been the last two years, right? Uh, it's been about two and a half, three and years, and a half years at this okay. point. But we have over 150,000 people that we know of that have actually started receiving these messages. Um, wait, we, wait, how many? I think I said 150,000. There was wow. a thousand at the end of that. From one person who From, decided to start this. So one person started a incredible movement. And the incredible part about this is that anybody who has a cell phone can do it. We have blind people who are doing this. We have people who have lost like the dexterity in their fingers who are doing it. We have people who are like the shyest people in the room, people who like just could not preach a sermon. And if they did, they just would like be huddled up crying. They can do it because Amen. all it is, is sending forwarding things. And we've actually even made it easier. By the way, I believe even the ones that cry can preach. <laughs> But anyway, I cry, so yes, you can preach. <laughs> okay. So um, I actually was an incredibly shy kid when I was growing up, and God took me and used me. And so yes, even if you are shy, don't Amen. worry, one day you might be speaking Amen. like us here. So he took this, and we've been able to make it so all sorts of people have now been able to become evangelists from their phones. And we actually have one girl who has a really incredible story. Yeah, these, these two girls are two of our student missionaries. The one on this side, his name is Rhea. There are so many stories about her. You do need to connect with AWR360 online and Facebook and stuff because you will find all kinds of stories. There's a story about her about there. But she does sign language. She studied special ed. And so she has just taken a series of children's evangelistic meetings, now working on the adults, and done the whole thing in sign. She's the one signing. The other girl is her voice. And they are doing it in videos so that people who are deaf can also get the message. Isn't that cool? So now we're going to have video messages going out through people's cell phones around the world so that the, de the deaf people can hear the gospel. 
Amen. This young lady came to the training to find out how to do cell phone evangelism. Her dad used to take her to church when she was a little girl, but he quit by the time she was about six. She decided, I'm going to test it on dad. If it works on dad, then I'll start sending it to my friends. She sent it to him. When she got home from the training, he called her aside and he said, honey, I need to talk to you. He says, I listened to that sermon and I cried like a baby. He said, there's lots of reasons why I have not gone to church in a long time. But I called the pastor over. We have started Bible studies and in two or three weeks, I'm going to get rebaptized. This uh, is a Pentecostal pastor and I don't have time to get into the whole story. But his wife started receiving the audio. Their daughter at that time, that was her on, this, on that side, absolutely out of control young lady, very disrespectful, slamming doors, cursing and swearing at her parents, having nothing to do with church. They are now a united family. They are privately keeping the Sabbath. And next month, he is taking the sermons that he has received, the Mark Finley sermons, and he is preaching them to his congregation to see how many he can take out with them, and they will all get baptized at the same time. Amen. This young lady's life has changed completely. Here's a guy that is disabled that is sending it to 92 of his contacts. But the most recent story i got to tell you just really, really, really quick is, yeah, I've got two minutes. I, I, so I have I'll, to have a minute of those two. Okay. <laughs> Uh, our cell phone evangelism coordinator got a phone call one day and this guy said if are you ever going to be in my country said where he was we can't say where this is and uh, he said I don't know why he says keep this number I am a commander and he gave the name of a terrorist organization this was not the Philippines I'm a commander in this terrorist organization I have been receiving the audios from somebody because people forward it on to their friends so that 150,000 is probably much bigger but we don't know because you know people forward it to forward it to forward it so we don't know what the actual numbers are and uh, so he has just returned, Pastor Borjan has just returned from being in that country. He did not just baptize one general of this terrorist organization. He baptized five plus 18 soldiers. Amen. He had to hike for 10 hours into the jungles to get where they are because they are now fleeing for their lives. There are so many other stories I could tell you, but... How can you be a self evangelist? We are making videos right now. I wish I could explain the whole thing to you, but you will get a code that is your school code. You will give that code out to your friends and then they can sign up. This is what you need to do. You can become a self evangelist. You will text this, the following words. If you speak English, you will text the word evangelist. If you, si hablas español, vas a poner la palabra evangelista. If you speak Spanish, use the word evangelista, okay? That will enroll you. You will actually be receiving John Bradshaw's sermons because that's what we're using for the North American Division is John Bradshaw's sermons. And you will immediately start getting the audios. You will get a code as soon as you're registered. And there will be information on how it works. You will be sent emails, all kinds of stuff. And we even have a little card that we'd like to give you before you leave so that you can either hand it to a friend or some, somebody else. That card says just to text the word hello. That is for a non-evangelist. So if you give it to a non-evangelist friend and say, if you just text this number, you will start receiving the audios. However, if you give them your code of hello234 or hello307, whatever code that you are sent, they will be put in your group. Now you can mentor them, pray for them. It's really exciting. There are so many stories I could tell you of baptisms that have happened, of kids as young as about 15 that have been or 13 that have been sending these out and as old as in their 80s and they have seen their friends and family come to Jesus Okay, so guys um, Really quick. Uh, sorry. I know our time is done. I wish we had more time. Did you take a picture of that slide? So you have that number 
Guys, take a picture of that slide, very important if you have a phone, so you have that number and you can enroll in cell phone evangelism. I just want to leave you with this thought. I hope and pray that you've been encouraged. Karen, they're taking pictures there, so sorry. <laughs> um, we're going to leave you with these cards as well so that you can uh, hand these to people. I hope and pray you've been inspired by the stories you've heard. I hope and pray that each one of you has caught the vision that God is calling you to be a part of this last day movement to reach the world with the gospel message. Amen? I want to leave you with this verse because, you know, each one of us needs to respond to this call. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 8. This is what the Bible says. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, Lord. Send me. Is that your prayer today? Will you guys answer that call? Will you be that army of youth, as Ellen White said, rightly trained, that will go to the world and carry the message of a crucified, risen, and soon coming Savior to this generation? Is that what you guys want to be? Will you stand to your feet? I want to pray for you right now that God would bless all of us as we recommit our hearts to following his call. Heavenly Father, this morning we want to thank you. And we want to praise you. Because, Lord, you've seen fit to bring each one that is here today in this room to GYC 2020. Lord, it is through your mercy alone that we are here. It's not an accident, Father. And I believe with all of my heart that you have called each and every one of these young people to be a part of this great movement to take the Adventist message to the very ends of the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, Father. In this generation, not the next generation, this is, this is our time, Father. You're calling each one of us, and some people in this room, some people that might be listening on Audioverse, Lord, we know that you may be calling us to difficult places. Some people may be called to make sacrifices for you. Some people may be called to witness to their friends and neighbors through cell phone evangelism, through digital evangelism. Some may be called to go to those hard-to-reach places on the earth. But wherever it is that you're calling us, Lord, help us to have the courage to, like Isaiah, to say, here I am, Lord, send me. Give us the strength, Father. We don't have it of ourselves, but help us to remember that wherever you call us, you will be with us until the end. By many or by few, Lord, you're going to finish this work. And my prayer, our prayer today is that you would use us through the power of the Holy Spirit to take this gospel to the world in this generation. We praise you, Lord, today, and we thank you for the promise that one day soon you are coming to take us all home. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. This message was recorded at the GYC conference by many or by few in Louisville, Kentucky. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to challenge and inspire young people to take a sacrificial initiative for Christ. To download other resources like this, visit us online at gycweb.org.